Okay, here we go. So today's vanity plate says M-I-O-N-D-O-K-O. It's a North Carolina plate. What do you think it means? Hmm. I almost feel like I have to write that one down. That's a lot of letters. So let's sound it out. Me on doko. Me on doko. My on doko. M-I-O-N-D-O-K-O. Me on doko. Those are not English words that I recognize. I don't even know how to pronounce that. The first thing I thought of was sudoku. It sounds Japanese. Me on doko. It almost looks like an anime character name. Doko. Maybe doko is some kind of weed that I don't know about. I think it's Mio and Doko and their pets. I think it's am I on, like, am I on something? Am I on D? Okay. Oh. Hmm. Miondoko. Spelled M for Mary, I, O, N for Nancy, D for David, O, K, O. Eight letters full. <laughs> the maximum allowed in North Carolina. I'm Isaac Klein, and this is Vanity, the podcast that brings you the stories behind the plates. All right, uh, my name is David Wanjao. Wanjao is an African name from Kenya. David is from Nairobi, the capital city of Kenya. He came to North Carolina 15 years ago. In 2018, he and his wife Fidelis bought a family SUV, an Acura MDX. The Acura is just for weekends. And I'm when we relaxing with my family, that's the work of that car, just traveling. That's it. And that's why it's called Miondoko. Immediately we bought that car, we named it Miondoko. It's a slang that we used back in Kenya is to mean Miondoko. Okay, Ondoka means leave. So Miondoko is, it means leaving or traveling. It's a loose translation of road trip. It fits very well with road trip. David and Fidelis love to take road trips. With their 12-year-old son, Jeremy, in the back, they've driven all over the country. David is pretty much always the one behind the wheel. Last year, they went up to Canada and back. Everybody else was sleeping and, you know, having fun on their phones, but I was the one who handled the driving, and they like it that way because they know that they're in good hands. <laughs> yep. Back in Nairobi, David taught high school Swahili and history. When he first came to North Carolina, he was still trying to find his passion. So along the line, I discovered I, I love traveling and I decided to get into trucking. I was still single, so I traveled all over the country. David was about to embark on an epic Miondoko. After talking with David, I went out to an I-40 overpass in Durham and I watched the trucks go by for a while. I'd heard about what a hard life trucking could be, but until I met David, I'd never heard someone talk about what a joyful life it could be. You get to meet new people every single day and you're in different cities every single day. So you get to experience different aspects of life every single day. 
you mention any city, I've been there. And it's really good to be able to say that. <laughs> After a couple of years on the road, David moved out of his apartment and bought his own truck. I used to haul uh, what they call in trucking drive van. Drive van means you're hauling anything that's not perishable. As long as it's not illegal, put it in my truck, I'll deliver it. David would treat himself to a hotel room sometimes, but most nights he slept in the cab of the truck. He didn't have a bathroom, but he had a bed and pretty much everything else he needed. So you can live comfortably in a truck. You have your food stored in the store in the fridge. You have a TV when you park at night. Just watch your movies. You have your microwave. Warm your food. <laughs> it's like a camper, you know. David would hang out with other truckers and pick up tricks of the trade. They would tell you if you if your engine makes this noise in the morning, just look at this. Make sure you have this connected. Make sure this is not leaking. Make sure this is not torn up. I mean, all that stuff you learn on the truck stops from other. Older people who have been in the game for long, yeah. Most of the time, of course, David was alone in his truck. A lot of people say they get lonely, but for me, I kept uh, myself busy talking to friends on the phone and listening to uh, podcasts, NPR. One of the hardest parts of the job for him was sometimes just finding a parking spot. If you travel the highways, you'll see on the ramps, sometimes trucks parked over there, they're not broken down. There's somebody sleeping there because they didn't find a parking spot for the night. And I used to do that a lot. I used to hate it because the cops would come at night and wake you up and make you move at 2 a.m. in the morning because it's illegal to park there. But, you know, <laughs> I handle it because everything comes with the goods and bad side. For the most part, trucking was a smooth journey for David. It really felt good out there on the road and... And uh, I, I think when you're driving, when you're driving, you think clearly because it's like meditation. There are some people who, when they feel down or depressed, or they have, uh, they don't feel too good. They get into a car and just drive to nowhere, just to calm their minds. <laughs> so I was there calming my mind every day. You know. <laughs> As he traveled from state to state, he discovered a new state of mind. For me, I believe being out there traveling really opens up your mind. Just say, just traveling, seeing new environment, your mind is trying to figure out what this is. But if you stay in one environment, the mind will just relax because it knows tomorrow will be the same road, the same supermarkets, the same buildings, the same everything. But if you go out there and travel, your mind is forced to work overtime, trying to figure out what is this new thing. Because there's no routine in tracking, in traveling. You see, every day your mind will have to work a different way. After 10 years on the open road, two with a larger company and eight in his own truck, David decided to quit for one simple reason. Long distance tracking and family do not mix. David was single when he first came to America, but he'd already met Fidelis, his wife-to-be, back in Kenya. During his visits there each winter, they continued their courtship, got married, and had their son, Jeremy. David kept on trucking, and in 2018, Fidelis and Jeremy came to join him in North Carolina. Trucking is a challenge for anyone with a family, but that was especially true for David. If we have a special needs child, it would be very hard for, me, for my wife to handle I, alone. In North Carolina, you only need a license plate on the back of the car. On the front of the Miyandoko car is a plate that says, 
Embrace difference. If you look properly, you see the, the multicolored small hands on there. It's just a noticing awareness uh, kind of uh, decal. David's son Jeremy has autism and a rare condition called tubular sclerosis, which means he has tumors all over his body, including on his brain. They're not cancerous, but they interfere with the functions of the brain. And they cause seizures. His cognitive abilities are very, very, very affected. Jeremy is nonverbal, and he needs help with basic activities, everything from eating to getting dressed to using the bathroom. He cannot express what he needs or how he's feeling or, or what he wants. So it's up to you now to know. Yeah, it's quite challenging. Jeremy's special needs are part of why they decided to buy the Acura MDX. It allows them all to enjoy the Miyandoko together. And he has a screen so he can sit back and watch his videos because he's a video guy. We can travel for 2,000 miles and he'll be okay. Fidelis is a nursing assistant. These days, David does local deliveries in his old, beat-up Honda for companies like DoorDash and Uber Eats. It's very flexible. You just hop on and off when you're ready to do it. It works well with the, when the school bus comes around at 3.30. I'm here to pick him. While he's putting family first, David says he still misses trucking. And his old colleagues miss him, too. Oh yeah, they keep calling me all the time. Because like now, there's a shortage of truck drivers. They've been calling me, some of them begging me, and I tell them, even if I wanted, I would not be able to do it. Whenever David gets the time, he and his family are out on the road making memories. A lot of people spend too many, too many hours working, but uh, they forget that experiences are more important in life because that's what you carry from this earth when you die. Something comes alive in David when he's out there on a Miyandoko. It's hard to describe that feeling because you get to see these wonders of the world in real life. So they make you feel, appreciate life more, you know. That feeling is good. David remembers first having that feeling as a little boy when his dad would take them on Miyandoko's in Kenya. I remember I used to pack my bag way before everybody else. We are leaving tomorrow at, in, the, in the morning at 8 o'clock, but... Today at 7 o'clock, I'm ready. So I really looked forward to those trips, and uh, I think that's why I got the bug. That's when I got that traveling bug in me. That bug has stayed with him, in his father's car, in his giant truck. And now in the Miyandoko Mobile, David has built up a great wealth of memories. You can have a lot of money in the bank and a lot of investments, and it really doesn't matter if you don't have sweet memories. For me, the memories I've made over the years are the memories that I visit when I'm, I feel down. David can close his eyes and remember the white sand beaches of Kenya, the autumn leaves along the Blue Ridge Parkway, and the jaw-dropping grandeur of Niagara Falls. There's still a lot of other memories he'd like to make. Some people dream about getting a, a yacht. Some people dream about getting a boat. Some people dream about living at the beach. And I dream about getting an RV, one of the biggest, one of these big RVs. I see them on the highway and I'm like, ah, this guy is enjoying his life, man. You know, RV gives you the freedom of going anywhere you want, spending time wherever you want. And would you put a vanity plate on your RV? 
Oh yeah, I think I'll transfer my own doctor to now RV. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my dream. Maybe one day when I get rich <laughs> if I hit jackpot or something. <laughs> yeah. Looking over I-40, I watch cars, trucks, and the occasional RV speed by. I hope some of the people in those vehicles are finding joy the way David has. Not just getting from A to B, but taking the time to make memories, Miyandoko style. This episode was written and produced by yours truly, Isaac Klein. The music was composed and performed by James Stewart. The podcast cover art is by David Lippman. The people guessing the meaning of the plate were Robert Besseda, Jersey Gwizdowski, Jada Hester, Linda Lee McBride, Brigham Mosley, and Kiara Peacock. Special thanks this episode to David Wanjiao, Laura Hicks, Brian Suto, Mike Anderson, Yasmina Mayer, Annabeth Poe, Kate Shepard, Laura Rule, Paul Quadros, John Bewin, Mark Robinson, the Triad Foundation, and everyone at UNC Chapel Hill who helped to make this happen. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the ride.